the official sound of the Midwest. Midwest Girls is made up of two friends who turn co-host. Meg and I will take you on a raw and unfiltered journey through our lives as followers of Jesus. Whether we are sharing truth and biblical wisdom, giving relationship advice, or telling stories of our dogs, we seek to exist as a platform to give encouragement and love while maintaining our motto to be unashamedly bold, truthful, and genuine in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Midwest Girls. Hey, and we are from the new studio, and I still say it the same way every time, and it's been like a month and a half. It just is what it is. <laughs> Um, today we are bringing back the testimonies. Um, we're starting off with my dad. Um, we have had a good and refreshing break. So I think the spirit is going to lead Megan and I to talk about certain things over that happened over the break as well. Mm -hmm. Um, just as you know, the spirit leads and, uh, but most importantly, we're going to be talking to Steve Snyder. Hey, <laughs> uh, about his testimony and um, growing up, and I've heard bits and pieces over the years. It is very good, I think, and uh, very inspiring. And dad is, um, you were talking about grandma and grandpa bringing people, but you uh, kind of bring everybody from your workplace to church. Yes. <laughs> And, um, you're, I don't know. He's just been, I talk a lot about my dad. He's big role model in my life and, um, I'm crying. He's crying already, so it should be good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll get going. He, he's not just a role model in your life. He really, our whole group of friends, Steve has kind of been there from the beginning. Like Beth will even joke even before you were. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, really. They he was in the mix. Friends of my parents, I would hop up closer to the mic, Meg. Oh, okay. Um, I, um, my friends were friends with my parents before I was friends with them. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was because they, they care about people, and they saw young people in, in our church, and I really think in your heart, you were just like, yeah, I come alongside them. We saw young people in our church, like, hey, we got to grab a hold of Because <laughs> look at us, we're old. <laughs> I'm youngish now. I don't qualify as young anymore. Your hair is not great yet. <laughs> I've got, I, I kind of straightened my hair, and it didn't go well um, for New Year's Eve. And Leslie was like sick, but I was just like, oh, I'm going to have fun anyways. And I saw three, three grays. <laughs> three grays? <laughs> no. But needless to say, I think you're a big inspiration to a lot of people, even though you wouldn't. Oh, you know, you don't feel it, but you are. So Beth and Jimmy even introduced Jimmy's parents to you yeah, and was, mom because you guys mean so much. We were uh, honored by that. So, <laughs> so are you glad we kicked it off like this? Steve? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> He's also the Stevie and the Bible thumpers. <laughs> yes. Come see oh, us yeah. this upward season. Yeah. Are we playing one or two? TV. We need to do two, two, I would love to do two, two rounds because two we rounds? have two sessions. Okay. And but two and days or two rounds? Two days. Oh, okay. that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Two different dates. Two different dates. And so come on out. Uh, I'm sure they'll announce those dates. And <laughs> we will. We're announce. We'll announce the, the dates. The key is, are we going to do a meet and greet again? <laughs> Last year we had people that lined up forever. We did? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why don't I remember this? He's lying. You lie. <laughs> I'm lying. You really think anybody would come Steve, to meet me? Steve, I'm like, first off, did they really want to talk to me? <laughs> I'm the gullible one out of all of us. Are you serious? The whole key to, first off, I'm the least talented of the whole group. Yeah, if we want to even call it a group, it's a tongue-in-cheek thing. And there's a story behind that, which maybe I'll share at... Uh, one of the upwards when we play. Yeah. But uh, if, if you want to be in a band, you get a bunch of people that are a lot more talented than you are, than I am, and it sounds pretty good then. It was fun. <laughs> you just try to keep up and blend in. <laughs> <laughs> we have fun. Which we do have fun, and it's, it's, it's a blessing to me. I'm glad. 
Well, you just started like a year, two years ago. Uh, actually, almost two years ago. I, that, I went to say a year. But I like, feel, that in was some like ways, I feel like and, uh, Tom would attest to this. He's the guy kind of, we come up and play and... Sometimes it's just like trying to keep up with Tom. Oh, I can't, I can't keep up with Tom. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, like ADD on, with a guitar slung over his shoulder or something. But anyhow. Um, so what happens when you can play anything. I know. Yes, he can in a play way, anything. I, We're not in exaggerating. In some ways, I feel like I'm kind of hitting a wall. I need to really get into the more fundamentals of the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. But, that's, but it's more fun to play. Yes, it is yeah. to learn the cool riff and be like, look what I can do, yeah. but I don't understand anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. I do that. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. look what I can do. Don't tell me to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways. Yeah. But, um, so do you want to kick us off with your testimony? You can start um, however you want to. If you want to start from when you were younger, you can touch on what mom. Um, um, I think we'll just start kind of early in my life, but um, we'll blow through a lot of that stuff and then we'll touch on some of the things that actually Diane was sharing because I think there may be a possibility that we both come on together Mm -hmm. and just pick up from where we first, after we first got saved because there's some uh, nuggets in there that... That people can use. So anyways, <laughs> I mean, stop. <laughs> We're not stopping. But anyways. Um, you need a pause, you can pause. No, anyways, I grew up, I didn't grow up in a Christian home. Uh, mom and dad, I mean, they were, they were good mom and dad. We just did what we did. We, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of their friends, hung, they hung out with people and uh, wasn't uncommon to, they'd play cards and just, you know, be drinking and just laughing, whooping it up. And that's just what we grew up around mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And, uh, oh, did we go to church? I mean, there's little pictures of us, you know, dressed up. And Mom would put a little fedora hat on me and stuff like that. And I'm like, really? But, <laughs> it, but we used Chris, uh, Christmas and Easter. Ian Sears. Huh? Ian Sears. Ian Sears. Yeah. And uh, that kind of drifted away. And then, um, so just uh, later on, and uh, I did, uh, my grandma Snyder would, I went to church with my grandma Snyder a little bit of the Methodist church. And we just, um, I remember getting confirmed. And, and, uh, and funny story on that is one day I was like, I don't want to do this. Because mm-hmm. he had to take classes. Oh, yeah. And we, and we were, and I probably, I don't know, maybe four, five, six. I don't have a clue what it was anymore. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to tell him I don't want to do this. And uh, Pastor Reverend Pontius was the guy's name. And I went there and I was going to say, okay, I don't want to do this. And he's going, I can't figure out why anybody wouldn't want to do this. You know? Oh, no. I'm like, are you kidding? <laughs> so I like, do not want to do this. This is so interesting. So anyways, I kept my mouth shut and got baptized. And and I don't want to say it didn't mean anything, <clears throat> but it didn't mean anything. I wasn't saved. I didn't uh, have that born-again experience because I didn't ask Christ into my heart. And I was living my life for myself mm-hmm. basically and um so anyways that's kind of up to the oh there's some other things um that'll be another story but uh so now you know me and diane she shared that we basically started dating and stuff our junior year in high school and <clears throat> and it was a 4-h higher ride hay ride and she did ask me to go <laughs> so clear up any controversy there and uh that was kind of the start of it and we just kind of just went from there and you know she occasionally I did go to church with her because like she said and stuff like that and even in high school I didn't really party or do anything in high school a little bit but not a lot it was more when I got out of school and and um got into work at Huffy's and stuff like that. I worked at Huffy's and that's when I just really started to drink and 
and part, do a lot of partying because that's what we did. Mm-hmm. You know, my all my friends were. That's what we did. Mm-hmm. We did that and uh, and lived that to the hilt. And and yeah, there were times I'd be doing that, and I, you know, I'd still go out with Diane and stuff. And like she said, I'd go out and do her thing, do her my thing afterwards and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I was very self-centered. I was, um, I even wrote a note here. I was uh, a self-centered ass. I feel like it was a lot about, I wanted to do what I wanted to do and um, I didn't want to hear anything else. And, um, and that, looking back at that, that's, the things I did, yeah, I mean, okay, you roll your eyes and think, you're an idiot, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. But that part of it, that's your, that was my essence. That's who I was. The other stuff, the partying and the drinking, and even running around acting like a fool, that's what I did. But what would really bother bothers me looking back, and, and I'm not saying I dwell on it because that's I, that person's gone. I'm a new creation now in Christ. But that bothers me. And uh, occasionally. I mean, you know, I'm not, no, I'm a new creation. I'm a child of God. I'm a friend of God. I'm, you know, Christ's brother. You know, I'm a part of a royal priesthood mm-hmm. and on and on and on. And, uh, but the find, the realize that your very essence, who you were, was a self-centered whatever, you know, mm-hmm. hurts. On the one, on the other hand, Steve, as someone we were just talking about how I've grown up in the church. You know, I accepted Christ when I was 10, but obviously I've, I'm a, we're all sinners. Yes, we all sin. We fall short of the glory of God. But in times like that in my life, and even now as I find myself wanting to be comfortable, I've been a Christian since I was 10. So what's my excuse? Do you know what I'm saying? When I fall back into those old patterns. And so what is the point I'm trying to make there? It's like, I almost get jealous sometimes of people with stories like yours. Because there's that moment where you're like, I am not that person anymore. I'm the crockpot situation. And I, I, I wish sometimes that I could be like that tea kettle. If you don't know what I'm talking about, crockpot. Christian is, you know, you grew up in the church and God reveals himself to you over time, gradually, like a crock pot cooks. Or there's the tea kettle, Christian, where it's like one, that hot moment and you know that you're changed. Is that what he used, mm-hmm. tea kettle? Yeah. So as I, I almost wish that that was my story, but I don't wish, obviously I can't like go, I wish I was doing all that stuff. <laughs> but like for you to definitively say, I'm no longer that you know, mine's been this, okay, well, that's when I learned that. Okay, I was about in my 20s when I learned this. And that's hard for me sometimes. <clears throat> Does that make sense? <clears throat> yeah. Yes, it makes sense. But you don't realize the testimony you have. Sure. It's easy to be a, a fool. It is easy to be a fool. Mm-hmm. What's hard is to remain. to remain solid, to realize at a young age, that God does have a calling on your heart and life mm-hmm. and that you you remain solid. Doesn't mean you don't have ups and downs and scrapes and bruises. It just means you remain solid. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's easy to be a fool. <laughs> right here. And I was living a fool. Now, can I quote ACDC? Yeah. Uh, there's a song. Uh, <laughs> I up love over, secular things to bring up to my neck and you. There's, and there was a line in there. I was a fool and you know what a fool can do. <laughs> and then they just go into all this different all stuff. And I'm like, holy cow. That, that was a lot of it was me. But anyways. ACDC singing some truth. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways. Um, 
Yeah, so we go back with that, and you know, Diane would. We just continued on in our relationship, and it was just, um, and she was. She would talk about church and want me to go, and what she shared was, um, there were. She would try to talk to me about stuff, and I go, no, I, I would be like, no. Don't make me choose between what I want to do and you. <laughs> and see, that's where the self-centered is. When I say I was self-centered, there's a, a small, it was sickening when I think about it. But anyhow, um, so went back and forth. And yeah, I did go to school or church with her. And then we did I did, went to her grandma's and she, she could bake. <laughs> I mean, no, she... She didn't. I don't think she gave it justice because she would bake pies, more than one kind. The cookies had cookies, cakes, wow. at least one or two cakes. What? And it was a full <laughs> spread of anything you want. Nice. So, but yeah, it was very nice. Arcana was her name, I believe. But um, anyhow, so that stuff like that. Well, anyways, we just um, we just went about our and see. The thing is, Diane was. She was, I do believe she was trying to live a, a, um, a Christian life and stuff like that. But, and a lot of our friends at this time were starting to get married. And, you know, they'd ask us, hey, you want to go to Hocking Hill? All right. So here we are going down the Hocking Hills together mm -hmm. and doing a lot of things that probably we, sh we shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. and, but, and, but she never drank or smoked or anything like that. But... Still, so there would be things that we were doing that we shouldn't do. And um, it's just kind of, you know, I knew, I knew what she wanted. I knew what her, where her heart was, even when, She was doing things that she probably didn't. I mean, maybe she did want to do it, but really kind of didn't want to do it. You know what I mean? It's what's the verse where Paul says, I think, I do. Oh, what is, you know, it's in Romans. Say. Yeah. Why, 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 why do I do the things that I don't want to do? And I do the things that I do want to do that I don't do. Yeah. That's, and, I, he, and he kind of goes back and forth. And then right before he, that chapter ends, even though in the letter it wouldn't end there. Mm -hmm. He goes, Oh, what a wretched man I am. Who can save me such as, who can save a man such as this? And if you were, the word wretched actually means miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, it's only Christ that can save us from those things. I think every person listening to this can relate to that because we all sin. And I can think of times in my life where, you know, I chose it. Even though I knew I don't really want this, and I know it's wrong, but I still chose it. Yeah. So you know, I, if you can't relate to that, are you being honest with yourself? <laughs> well, and I want to venture guessing. Yeah, <laughs> been through that. I just want to piggyback a little bit on that, or keep going on this avenue. Is um, Diane? So you know, she's struggling with that, and I'm like. Whatever, it's, it's, you're making a big deal about nothing, mm -hmm. you know, or whatever. And, you know, I believe if she wouldn't have been obedient, like, you have to go back and listen to her testimony, where, oh, I remember what I wanted to say, is don't, she said, I have to believe she did things because she was afraid that we'd split up or mm -hmm. whatever. Mm -hmm. And... You never make decisions, never, ever make a decision that goes against your beliefs or your principles to, so you don't lose someone or something. Mm -hmm. it, it is not worth it to compromise your own beliefs or your own principles out of fear of losing something else or someone else. Mm -hmm. It's a lie from the pit of hell. 
And um, it's so hard to convince teenagers of that, though. I can yeah. think of several instances where <clears throat> I tried, and just no. Well, and yeah. what's cool is you got an opportunity with your kids mm-hmm. coming up, mm-hmm. and two little girls. And I'm not saying one little boy that can't hurt to hear this, and there's others. Don't get me wrong. I mean, the boys, mm-hmm. and um, and our own grandkids with uh, you know Floney and Avery and Willow and all Miller. that. Willard. All our kingdom kids can. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, you never make choices out of fear of losing something else unless it's, <laughs> if it's going against your principles or what you know is right. Mm-hmm. So that obedience out of Diane, when we did split up, and because she felt that, that she was being led to, uh, if she wouldn't have done that, mm, I can't say for sure that I'd be sitting here doing a podcast right now talking mm-hmm. about Jesus. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it had been another avenue or another way. Doesn't mean um, it wouldn't have happened, but I know it w- it would be completely different. Mm-hmm. Perhaps have a lot more scars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah, and. Um, <clears throat> So I wanted to, that was one of the points that I definitely wanted to bring out about that. Um, so anyways, I was doing my thing. We had heavy, when we did split up, I, it was just like, Diane was always kind of my, uh, even before we were married, she was always kind of my... Uh, steady. Steady, yeah, steady or... Um, just kind of um, landing place. Landing place. Uh, just don't. <laughs> it's like a, I, I kind of feel like a dog on a leash, <laughs> but I don't want to put it that way. Yeah, anchor. Anchor. Anch- <laughs> my anchor that I would always, you know, that would I always wouldn't let me go or drift too far. Yeah. Well, without that anchor, I just went crazy. I'm not crazy, but. Whatever, let's go. Yeah. When I, my my philosophy, if I'm going to drink, let's drink. Let's go. Let's we're let, you know get drunk. Uh-huh. If we're going to get high, let's get high. Come on, let's go. Yeah. Oh, hey, we're going to go float down. Well, we got to get high. Everything. And that was and what was funny was I remember thinking and I even said this. I told my friends, I, we used to never have to do all this. We just go have fun to have fun. Mm-hmm. And you know, but that's that's part of the. The just uh, the blinders on and just how the enemy works in your life and um, how our own flesh works at times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyhow, so with that, I mean, I was really just kind of going off and doing my really doing what I wanted to do when I wanted to do it and how I wanted to do it. And um, so... And we did communicate back and forth, and I don't know the time frame, how, you know, all, all that. But uh, so um, I'm out there doing my thing. One of the things, though, God will send things, wake-up calls. And uh, <clears throat> me and my <laughs> one of the things we would load up, and I know it was a Thursday night because over in Salina there was a place at the time called Bumpkins. And go there, and they, it was like on a Thursday night, play a pay a flat flat fee, and you can drink as much as you want. Oh so I can't remember what it was, but I think it's called Drink and Drown. But anyhow, oh my goodness, seriously, it was. <laughs> oh my, word. that sounds sound like dangerous. A <laughs> it was a dangerous thing, but anyhow. So me and my buddy, you know, there were about three or four of us. We went, and another me and my buddy, so let's go. You know, I didn't, wasn't even my car. I was driving my friend's car. So me and the other guy, we go out and we're going to get smoke a joint and get high. And the other one said, now nah, I'm going to hang back here and just hang out there. So off we go. And we're going down south on 127, just like a couple of fools would do. You know, if you're going to get in trouble, let's go where, all, <laughs> where you can get in trouble. But anyways, got pulled over and ended up you know, getting a DWI and stuff like that. But what's cool is, if you want to call it cool, is, yeah, that was a wake-up call. Number two, one. Number two, it could have been worse because if he would have, if, 
if the officer wanted to, he could have really searched around and found some other stuff that would have just piled onto what the trouble that we were already in, or yeah. I was already in, because I was the one driving. Yeah. But anyhow, so through that, that was a wake-up call. Not right away, but um, that happened like in the fall, in the fall of 83 or 84, I think. I want to say 83, because my grandma Snyder died around eight, in the fall of 83. So anyways, we're going about doing my thing, and... Um, and I bought that time, of course, you lose your license, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have the license, so I didn't, wasn't driving, uh, you know, whatever. For the most part, I wasn't driving. And um, I'll never forget, it was almost, it was around, it was New Year's Eve day. Hmm. One of the, that's, this is another story piggybacking off the DWI. And I remember we all went to, uh, so let's go, everybody's going to buy their own bottle. All right, so we go into the state store and and I remember just looking around. Like, hmm, there's a got me a bottle of uh, vodka, and I was looking up. Okay, that'll work. So and this is like at noon on New Year's Eve, mm -hmm. or, and we just did what we did and proceeded. I pretty much polished that thing off, except for a little, you know, a little bit. Mm. And me and Diane were supposed to go out with some friends that night. So I get, I finally sh show up at our my house, and that she was already there, and she just looks at me and just busts out. Mm. Bust out crying, and um, you know, of course, well, I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> I was a mess. I was a mess, a, and it was just stupidity. But um, and of course, my my New Year's Eve, mom and dad were having a party. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they go, so and it was cold and snowy. <laughs> when I was told Diane, I said, "Do you remember what we did?" She did not. I said, "Remember, we got on the snowmobile." <laughs> oh my goodness. And she goes, what was I thinking? I don't know, but you hopped on. Oh, my. <laughs> Here I was, was a, you know, lit up. And she's like, it wasn't right away, but, you know, she hops on and we're out there. And I said, you remember what happened? <laughs> she goes, yeah. I mean, we rolled the snowmobile and stuff like that. We didn't get hurt or anything. It was probably ha-ha, laugh, laugh, laugh. But just the mentality and I, I know I'm probably talked her into doing that. And not that she didn't have a backbone or anything, but, you know, she, well, I'll go, you know, whatever. Yeah. Just young and kind of dumb at the times. Indestructible feeling. Yeah. Yes. That you have at a young age. Yes. So, and when you're not saved. Yeah. Even. Yeah. So in, in between, in this time, Diane had made a commitment to Christ, I believe. And that, because this is a time frame. I don't know when, but... Where she finally was realized, okay, I've got to do what I believe God is laying on my heart. And I'm going to ask Christ into my heart because I'm not sure if I ever did. And she shared that in her testimony. And um, so she has that in, in the meantime. So now we're at the first of the year. And I'm just still doing my thing. But I, every now and then, out of the blue, somebody said, I'm praying for you. I go, what do you mean praying for me? You know, old uh, schoolmates and stuff like that. You know, well, I don't even remember how I responded. But I just, like, oh, all right. You know, and then a friend of mine was sharing about different things. And I remember he gave me a, here, what, a tape to listen to. Uh, I'm not listening to that tape. <laughs> so now we're getting closer to early spring and uh, around Easter time. It was around Easter time. And I, and I, I had it for I don't know how long. And I thought, all right, whatever, I'll listen to it. And it was really, it was just about, it almost felt like a lot of it was about me. Mm. And... Um, 
And I remember it was a Friday night because at that time Dallas was on. The, there's the nighttime <laughs> soup. So, so remember the show Dallas? Oh, I, I mean, I don't remember. JR and all that. But yes, who shot JR? Yeah. And I know that was on. On a Friday. I'm pretty sure they were always playing on a Friday. Anyways, we went. And I remember I called my friend and I was asking him question, several questions. And and he had the You know, he's like, hmm. You know, okay, that made sense. That made, And it made sense. Hmm. It made sense. And um, it wasn't... So many times... I guess the easiest way to put this is you can have all these ideas, all these thoughts, all these how you think life is all about. And um, it takes a lot of effort to think those that way sometimes. Mm-hmm. But it made sense and it seemed easier for me to believe that a God who loves me came in the flesh, lived a sinless life, was crucified, rose from the dead, and he did it for me. Mm. And that same God was a creator God who created everything. I got that backwards, but you get the idea. You know what I mean. Yeah. Anyhow, and I thought, that's... I can believe that. That makes sense to me. And I, you know, people are saying they're praying for you. When I hear people say that, like the moment they believed, I just wonder what spiritually is going on around them. And I think I said this during Leanne's podcast too. And what those prayers did for the people, like you said, they could, I'm praying for you. What in that moment, you know, you made the choice, but I just believe there's... There's just drama that unfolds spiritually in those oh, yeah. moments. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. But... No, that made me, I'm interrupting now, but that made me think of something that happened during break. And I think I told you, I don't know if I told dad, I can't remember, but um, I had been fasting on Mondays. I didn't do it this week, but I've been fasting on Mondays and I have a prayer closet. Mm-hmm. And the very first time I went in there and I, you know, we can talk about this you know, throughout the, this time or another time had been struggling with a few things and it going, I went into the prayer closet with just this, you know, I guess I shouldn't say with the intention, this unintention, I wasn't, I wasn't being intentional about this specifically, but then the Lord brought a verse to mind and I can't remember what it was. I have it written down somewhere though. Because I wrote it down immediately. And I just closed my eyes and kind of like meditated on that verse. And then I started just praying. And all of a sudden, my eyes were shut, but it was like my eyes were open. Mm -hmm. And you know the sparks from Doctor Strange, like when he's trying to do the little like loop-de-loop thing? I'm sorry. (laughs) It's just your love of Benedict Cumberbatch. (laughs) No, it has nothing to do with I know. I believe you. (laughs) But but it was funny because he, you know, because... All of a sudden, it was like that type of spark was like creating this umbrella effect around me. Mm-hmm. And I was, and it was like I could see myself, but I was still there. It was such a weird feeling. But then where I was and the bubble surrounding me was like a normal, like what you would see, like color, colorization wise when you open your eyes. Yeah. But everything else outside that bubble was kind of more gray, like a duller color. And it was angels and demons fighting. Yeah. And he was, it was like, a, he was revealing to me, like, this is what I'm doing for you. And, oh, that's what he does for every one of us. Yeah. But, you know, there was reasons why I felt led to fast and pray and it was just in that moment like hey I gotcha yeah (laughs) this is how much I care yeah I am fighting for you my army is fighting for you yeah and that's what it made me think of Hmm. (laughs) 
Steve's like, what? <laughs> no, no. Actually, talking about fasting prayer, I'm reminding me of uh, when I was at Huffy's on <laughs> Thursday, after I was saved. <laughs> um, I think it was on Thursdays. I, I would, it wasn't a full day fast, but I'd fast. And I think from, I can't remember, it was like all through the first till noon of that th on Thursday. And, uh, and I, basically it was for the kids. Mm -hmm. I was praying for the kids. Yeah. Mm. Were we that hard? There's, it's just, I know. I was just, no, you're praying protection, pleading the blood of Christ over them. You're praying for their future spouses and Jessica. kids, stuff like that, and just right on down the line. And So anyways, <laughs> no. now the fleshly reason why I picked Thursdays is at that time at Huffy's, they had a really good cafeteria, uh -huh. barbecued rib sandwiches and fries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good. Oh, it was good. Okay. And you got a boatload of fries. Nice. <laughs> but no, you, that was, um, I believe God has honored that. I mean, nothing. I'm not saying everything's been hunky-dory. You know what I mean. Life is life and each one of our kids' kids' lives. And uh, there's up and downs and hurts and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. they had to live life their own way. Yes. And come to, to the point of uh, that belief in their own lives. That's something I've had to realize as a mother, just as Jess and I this morning prayed for exactly those same things together, the kids, that they would stay on that straight and narrow path to salvation, their spouses, all these things. But, you know, when I was younger, I would pray them almost in fear, if that makes sense. Like, they can't, they cannot do a single thing wrong. And honestly, that's part of the, my perfectionist mentality that I'm recovering from still. I was projecting that onto the kids. Like, you can't step one foot out of line. Does that make sense? Or we're going to lose you forever. It was fear-based. But now I've learned that they, just like you said, they're going to mess up. So the thing I've added, I'm getting emotional too, you two weepers. The thing I've added to my prayer is, Lord, and when they do, may they know that they can turn to you and me and Jesse. You know, don't let them, don't let Satan convince them that they've messed up too much. Because I know we all do. We're going to. May it give us the grace and the love and the compassion. May they know. And I tell them that. You've never done anything too bad to not be able to turn back to God. Do you know that? You're never too far gone. I don't, I want them to know that. And just like back when that, me getting in, uh, the DWI and all that. Oh, why did, why did God make that? Why did God like that? No. That happened because he knew exactly what it would take for me to, to stop and step back a little bit and think and realize the direction you're heading. I can remember my dad saying, I thought you'd be, I thought I'd be, you'd be dead by now or in jail. Mm. And I'm like, I wasn't that bad. But that's coming from my dad, who had his own deals to mess with. But you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I remember that. We were right in the kitchen when he said it. And I'm like, mm. anyhow, um, I forget where we were talking about before we rabbit trailed. You were basically there. That was where you were. Your friend. Your friend was talking to you. Or no. You, you accepted what that Jesus loves you, that God created the world. Your friend had presented that to you oh, and yeah. you believed yes. it. Yeah. You chose to believe. Yeah. And um, so. Uh, okay. There was a point that I was going to make. but So anyways, that not, I just. I remember, I, I, I don't even know if Diane was around or not, but I just remember, I thought, okay, I don't even know what I'm doing, but I um, got by the, knelt by the bed and said, Lord, I, don't, I choose to believe. I don't even know what that means. I remember saying, I do not even know what that means or where this will lead to. 
but I choose to follow you. I ask that you forgive me my sins and all, you know. Mm. The, I mean, and I didn't even know, if, but I remember that part. Yeah. And it wasn't a long prayer, and I thought, I remember getting up, and I now what? Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is another point that I really wanted to bring out is, and I don't know why I did it. I don't know how I even, I'm going to say it was the Holy Spirit that prompted me to do it. I got all my stuff. I got at the, <laughs> a few weeks before that, me at work, we all bought a pound of um, <laughs> Pound and pop, but pound of marijuana. Mm-hmm. We each had a quarter pound, mm-hmm. you know, and I, that's pretty good, good size baggie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, baggie. <laughs> sorry, Ziploc, yeah. Ziploc baggie. <laughs> but anyhow, it just made me laugh. <laughs> um, I got, I gathered that all that stuff up, all the other stuff that goes with that. I got my, my old, my t shirts that I used to wear that were just, you know, stupid t shirts. And I got my music, and I carried it out, put it in the trash barrel. Wow. And I did that not knowing why I did it. Hmm. I'm glad I did it. Some people would say and did say that was foolish. And no, it wasn't. No, it's repent. It's repent. Turn. Turn. I, I did away with the things that I knew would be a trap. Mm. Not knowing I was doing that, mm. looking back now, I did that. And um, if you ask Christ in your heart and there's not a separation from your life's sin, your sin, you're not going to make it. <laughs> it's true. <You> know? <laughs> it is true. It costs something. That's another theme that's come up in this podcast. To follow Christ costs you something. Yeah. It, it's not a... Um, it's not just a, oh, that's nice. We're going to sprinkle a little spirituality here and there in my life to make it fit what I want it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. He's not interested in half-hearted commitments. He asks us for our awe. Yeah. It's easy to accept, but it's hard to walk. Yes. And it's, that's why when, um, it's great when believe, you know people come to Christ. That's amazing. But it's you can't just leave them there right it's the day three four five that really matters yeah like that's just the first step it's not the end it's the beginning of it all of it Mm -hmm. that's why it's so important to get you know get in a group of people get in a church get in friend like a friends group a bible study whatever just surrounding yourself with people who believe and will pour into you yes um well, you do a good analysis on things. Me? <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> now, what did we just learn? <laughs> oh. And you put it all in a, like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, I, I do do that sometimes, don't I? Well, I think... No, I don't mind it. I no, think I like you, it. I, think like I like recap. it, too. It's good. So, recapping is that... I don't know, guys. Now you're on the, the spot. <laughs> Well, don't think about it. Just yeah. let it well, go natural. Well, you don't natural. have to do it right now. You yeah. Don't no, I feel like... I... No, you just did it. That's what I was getting Oh, at. I did? Oh, oh I yeah. just did it. <laughs> I missed it, too. Steve. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's Stevie. Anyways. Um, no, um, I, uh, help me. Where were we at? <laughs> we were, we were talking about kids. You're praying no. for kids. Um... Talking no, about getting re- well, repentance, yeah. so you yeah. threw I away your stuff. So I did. The, I, <laughs> you threw I did away. that, and I didn't even know for what. You know. And I Diane was you. You don't even think Diane was there. But you I did that. I can't hardly believe she wasn't around. To be yeah, honest, I, from so, what mom made us, and you were only broken up for like two weeks. No, yeah, but I may have. She may have went home or whatever. I don't know. Oh, gotcha. But um, so yeah, I mean, there has to be a repentance, and. Um, and I just started to, I think I read the book of Matthew. Mm. I just started reading. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> if I'm going to be a Christian, I got to know the instruction manual. And so I, I read. I read the Bible and, um, and things like that. 
I'm from, uh, it seems like there was something I wanted to go back to, but I can't remember. And I just, that's what I did. I read the, I read the Bible. And later on, uh, that I'd go to bookstores and I'd pick up, um, there was an author, diff, different books, but there was one that was Ellen Grunderson Trailer. And she wrote uh, novels, Bible novels, um, The Song of Abraham, Noah, um, Jonah, a book called Jonah, The Sons of Thunder. Mm. And they were just like uh, books that... Um, Historical fiction. Thank you. Yeah, that would help you. That would, that, it would help and, you understand. And yeah. that was it my way me. of... Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't... I didn't... It was not scripture, but you get... It gave you the background. It gave me the background and a little peek into the culture mm-hmm. of the things that I was reading about in the Bible. Oh, it's huge. And um, I was, so I did that. I read books. And um, I uh, Rediscovering Holiness by J.I. Packer. Mm. Uh, Mar- books by Mark Bubik, Overcoming the, uh, the Adversary and Overcoming the Adversary. Um, You've read a lot of books. I know, but I'm trying to think of ones that I read it early in my uh, Christian walk. Um, there's others I can't think of right now but um, I read and um, even I wasn't afraid to tell people about hey (laughs) you know there's a better way (laughs) of living and um, I did that I did that with my friends and I did that at work and stuff like that but another point I want to touch on I'm, okay, this is a whole nother thing. <laughs> but uh, so I'm, I became a Christian and I basically went, this is how I lived my life this way to boom. I lived my life this way. Mm-hmm. And um, or trying to live my life that way. So it was um, it was a radical change. Mm-hmm. And. Um, one of the things at that time, you, some people might roll their eyes at this, but I was on a bowling team, and we bowled it. Our league didn't even start till nine o'clock. You mm-hmm. know what you do on a bowling team? Drink. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and my my normal routine was get off work, get cleaned up, and start. Yeah. You know, so you gotta get primed up and get ready to go bowl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, you know what? All of a sudden, what's wrong with you, Steve? Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna drink. Come on, you know, on and on and on. Mm-hmm. My faith was put to a test. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember you got. I, this is you're gonna roll your eyes. And you're gonna think, why are you saying this? But it's it's good because there are a lot of people that will relate to this. I can remember I didn't have my license yet. So I was caught a ride, and the guy stopped at his mailbox. He says, hey, I think my magazine should have came today. I go, I don't want to. And I was, on the, I was the one by the mailbox. Mm. And I knew what that magazine was. Yeah. yeah. He says, open it up, open it up. I go, I don't want to open it up. Mm. <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? Yeah. Silly little things, but for a new Christian, mm-hmm. you're trying to navigate figure out you don't belong you're you don't know which world you belong in because all your old is gone mm-hmm. and all your new isn't really there yet yeah and you feel like you're kind of in a desert and you just kind of read and pray i mean i had diane and we and then at that time she shared about the bible study we were starting to be involved in mm-hmm. ron and marky smith that was their names that Diane couldn't remember. But anyways, <laughs> uh, and they were, they were, they were good. They were dynamic. There, it was a group of young adults who were just finding their way. Mm. And, um, and you know what? Not everybody made it. think that's I don't know it just 
even more of a testament to make sure you're checking on the people that you're walking with too. Yep. Cause it's one thing to, you know, surround yourself with people. Um, but it does nothing if you're not in community and you're not, um, checking up on one another mm-hmm. and supporting, um, each other and calling call and doing the hard thing, calling each other out. I guess this is like a roundabout way to go back to what you said earlier, dad. Um, you know, thing, some of my past fears were I was scared that I would lose friends if I would say stuff. Um, and you know, even now there's things, you know, something might pop up in a person in my life and I'm fearful to point it out. Now there's not with everybody that I surround myself with, but you don't know how they're going to react or you do know how they're going to react. And, and that makes me even scarier. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I know what it's like to lose just about every friend I had, yeah. <laughs> except for old Haji. Yeah. We, uh, Steve. Yeah. There's so many Steve's. But uh, <laughs> no, I mean, it's not like we pal around a lot, but if we bump into each other or whatever, it's just like, I don't know. It's cool. Mm-hmm. He's commented on my Facebook post. Nice. Very funny guy. He is funny. <laughs> <laughs> he can, uh, and I've shared this in a previous time that God used him in my life when I was struggling as a Christian. He didn't even know it. And because uh, he made me laugh. I needed to laugh. Mm. But also I learned the power of scripture. And I'd write down Bible verses on uh, recipe, cards. recipe cards. I mean, I'd be at work. I mean, I'd have them in my pocket. Do not be afraid, blah, blah, blah. I can't remember now, <laughs> but uh, yes. yeah. perfect love casts out fear. Uh, you know. uh, shoot. Do not be anxious about anything, but by prayer and petition with thanksgiving in your heart, present your request to God, and he, the peace of God will transcend. Uh, the peace of God will cover your mind and your heart. Mm. I butchered that. But finally, brothers, think of these things. Anything that is excellent or admirable or praiseworthy or lovely, think about these things. Yes. That's the things we need to think about. I saw that verse this morning. It's in Philippians. I carry uh, those verses in my purse, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are just wrapping up part one of It Costs You Something with Steve Snyder. We will be back with part two next week. We had a great time talking with each other, so we thought we needed to cut it into two. So we'll see you next week. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Midwest Girls. We could not do it without you and all your support. If you enjoyed what you heard, please leave us a five-star review, comment your thoughts, and share this with all who you love in order to raise awareness for what we are doing here on Midwest Girls and at Project 68. Also, I just wanted to let you in on just a little secret. We have a little discount code for our listeners at our merch store, which you can find on our website or in the notes section below. It is Midwest Girls 10, all caps. Again, Midwest Girls 10, all caps. And you can find our merch store link at www.project68ministry.com or you can find it all in the show notes below. We give God all all the glory for this platform. And we hope this podcast is making an impact for the kingdom. So until next time, much love and God bless y'all.